Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, The Frenzy. With me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Joey the Eagle. What's going on, Joe? A little later in the afternoon than anticipated, but we on, we on and popping, ready to go. We getting it ready, man. This is, uh, you know, we got some draft talk ready for you guys this week. Next week, stay tuned. Um, we'll be promoting the shit out of it. Start starting Monday, but watch along with us. Third year in a row for the uh, the draft. Listen, all right. Every other year, I get it. You can have the TV on because you see in the players and their jerseys, and I'm sure ESPN is going to have some type of elaborate thing um, as far as presentation wise. But you're not even going to have the live players, so why not just chill with chill with your boys? Yeah, watch come on, it. watch it with us. Ha- you know, have a good time. Watch it. We're going to be doing that change of venue. We're going to be doing that at my crib this year. Yep. Yep. You know? So it'll be cool. I, now you get to do that 1 o'clock in the morning drive home. It'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah, I know. Oh, listen, <laughs> more power to you, brother, because you live in the sticks. And when I be driving home, y'all ain't got no type of no type of street lights, no nothing. It's like driving to Narnia. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> scary, actually. Nice. Nice. Narnia. You remember Jeepers okay. Creepers? Yeah, I remember Jeepers. That's exactly what you're... The road, 17, like getting to 17, it's exactly like Jeepers Creepers. Nice. That's nice. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that. Other than that, it's a great place. <laughs> great place to raise a family. So, let's jump into it, man. We got a lot of shit to jump into draft-wise towards the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. But uh, UFC, it got canceled. 249 was hate, supposed to be this coming hate weekend. to say I told you so, Fred. But, but I told you so. It got canceled because of the mayor or the governor of California got involved and talked to Disney and ESPN and got them to cancel it on Dana White. I never said it was Dana. Listen, Dana Dana would have fought on the roof or like, you know, on the roof of some nightclub if he could. Like straight Def Jam. What was that fighting game I used to play on PS2? I used to love that game. But I digress. He was trying to get it. He was trying to get it in. You know, yeah. buy an island for the for the overseas fighters. But I told you, there's too many there's too many casualties in all this. ESPN's got too much on the line. They're too big of a company. Someone higher up than him, which is what happens, strong armed him. Walked into his office and said, "I'm not saying you have to cancel it, but I'm saying it might be a good idea." It's time to shut it down. But it's time to shut it down. They are still going ahead with the May 9th show. That they're supposed to have. They they stacked the crap out of it. I'll get to that in a second. But um, Dana White is trying to go ahead and run this May 9th show. Depending on, you know, what the climate is and how everything is going. But, you know, you've got Ferguson and Gaethje back on for there. You've got Cejudo and Dominic Cruz for the title. You've got Amanda Nunes coming back. She's fighting again. You know, this, this card is serious. If it happens, it's serious. Listen, I refuse to get worked up about it. I'm just going to chill. And if it happens, cool. I'll watch it. But I'm not really I'm not really anticipating it happening. I'll be honest with you. I can't do that to myself. It's been a while. I'm starting to get that tingle because I haven't seen any type of live sports. I almost watched that marble racing that's been going on. And, and so, so you're telling me you didn't watch the horse contest that they had over the weekend on ESPN? I have no idea what you're into, my friend, but no, I did not. No. 
man. I watched it. I watched the first two rounds between was it Chauncey Billups and Trey Young, and then uh, who was it? Uh, Mike Clowney and uh, Tamika Tamika Kitchens or Catchings. It's Con- it's Mike Conley. We're just gonna <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. Um, no, actually, I'm lying. I did watch. I watched a little bit of the Chris Paul. Um, and I saw, yeah, it was Chauncey and Trey, right? It was yeah. Billups and Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Chauncey was bragging on him. That was hilarious. I know Listen, man, I get that we're in quarantine, but I'm pretty sure my iPhone has better camera capabilities than what they brought to the table for that. Yeah. It was, you, it was, you, pre- you're telling me ESPN couldn't send like a FedEx package? With something like something? a GoPro 4K, nothing. Nope. That was straight Instagram live feed. It was pretty hard to watch. Yeah. So, no, I didn't sit through and watch it. I probably, what was I doing? I think I rewatched an Eagles game. I'm pretty much through 17 and 18 season. Nice. Okay. Um, MLB baseball, still on hold. Still in the hold pattern. Not really knowing what's going to happen there. Um, we had the Korean baseball is starting up soon. They are going through their spring training and I hear ESPN is going to broadcast some of the games to get live sports on the TV. People fiending. Everybody's trying to get something, man. They're trying to get some type of live sports, something. Um, we have our, our wrestling show later on today. And we'll get into it, but the WWE fired mad people over the, uh, yesterday. They fired about, I want to say over 30 people was the list. So that was kind of crazy. Yeah, well, you have to think, I mean, he had his money spread out uh, with that XFL league too, you know? Which the XFL, they filed for bankruptcy and now they're up for sale. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't really – it sucks, too, because this time around I felt like it had some traction. You know, there were some people yeah. watching. You can see it now with NFL teams picking up players like P.J. Walker, um, and you see familiar faces out there like Cardell Jones. Um, so they had, I think, a good thing going, and they found their niche. Yeah. But talk about bad timing, dude. Yeah, that sucked. The pandemic really crushed their spirits of trying to – Trying to get something going there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can say is it's a good look that some of their players are getting picked up. And I think one of the, I forgot who the player is, but one of them is draft eligible too, which is pretty dope. I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out because he was young enough. That's pretty cool. Yeah, both, both their stud quarterbacks in that league have been picked up. Yeah, I mean, P.J. Walker went to the Panthers and he played for Rule in college. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of Jordan Tiamo from the Battlehawks. Their Samoan, um, you know, grad transfer from wherever he, Mexico State or something like that. Um, he got picked up by the Chiefs, so he'll be backing up Patty Mahomes. I'll be interested to see if he actually gets the number two spot backing him up. Maybe, maybe he'll be more of like a third string developmental type. Or you think he's going to write him? His well, backup we still, was Matt Moore, wasn't it? 
Yeah, but we still got the draft to go. You have to think that they might look there. You know, the quarter, quarterback's one position, man, where if you can upgrade it, even if it's your backup, you got to do it because it's that one position that if you have a championship team and your quarterback goes down, you better be damn sure you got a good got number two because if play. not, yeah. I don't care who you got on the defensive side of the ball. I don't care who you got blocking, who you got. Listen, unless you Bill Belichick out here, you know, <laughs> making Matt Castle look good. It's going to be rough sledding for you, boy. Yeah, for real. Now, we got some NBA stuff. Uh, before we get into that, the WNBA draft is Friday, um, the 17th, which is tomorrow. Um, the consensus first overall pick is going to be Sabrina Ionescu, or Ionescu, uh, from Oregon. And that would be to the New Yeah, she's Liberty. dirty. So I'm saying, I wouldn't mind, you know, being in the New York area, going down to catch a game, watch Sabrina ball out. She's she's filthy, man. Watching her on TV yeah, last she year, can, she can ball out. Bro, she can ball. Mm-hmm. I don't, listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've seen too many uh, college, uh, women's college games this year, but I did catch a few of hers, and mm-hmm. yeah, she's a machine, bro. So it's going to be a good look watching her, um, especially if she comes to New York. Probably the best player in New York. <clears throat> Just saying, Knicks. Outside yeah, no, of that, I, I, all right, next. I will tell you that 100%. Okay. Yeah. But NBA news, they're still not sure when they're going to restart, if they're going to restart. They have a 25-day plan in place to see if they do restart. They need 25 days for training mini games, all that stuff to get back into the swing of things so to prevent injuries for the players. And then news today came down. You know, we talked about this before we jumped on the air. Um, The new trend. High schoolers going, skipping college ball and going to the G League, the new look G League, as as we uh, mentioned beforehand. And that seems to be the new trend. Jalen Green is the big name, you know, the top prospect coming out, and he decided to go that route. What do you think of that, Joe? First of all, if you haven't seen Jalen Green ball, you have to watch the kid play. He is phenomenal. He he can do everything on the court. He's super, you know, lengthy, athletic, put the ball on the on the floor, shoot, finishes above the rim. I mean, there's really no weakness in his game. I love it for the players, man, because you got a lot of, of players coming out of high school. I know they, they are not going to let them just go straight to the league anymore. So I think the NBA is doing it right. If there's a way that they can put a program together like they're doing now where these young athletes can make money for that year before they try and enter the draft or two years before they enter the draft, um, I think it's I think it's good for the NBA game because let's face it, a lot of these kids that go to college and outside of some of the blue blood programs, I mean, obviously at Duke or Kentucky, they can field it uh, or put a team on the court that has four potential NBA players. Most D1 programs are not like that. Even the ones that are in the top 10, they usually have two, three max, you know, NBA high, high NBA level players. I think if I'm a kid coming out of high school, you are going to face stiffer, better competition in that G League environment. So I think 
it's good from a player's perspective because you're going to learn and grow more. And I also think if I'm a GM, I want to see you against grown-ass men. I know, listen, a player like Jalen Green, or if you want to look at Zion Williamson, he was a man amongst boys in college. So, yeah, he showed you everything that we knew he could do because he did it in high school against kids. You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, it looks like he's going to be able to do that against the guys in, in, in the NBA, but it'll give you a chance to see these prospects against real grown-ass men's strength. And that, that could show a lot of creaks, uh, a lot of cracks and leaks in some of these kids' games and what they have to share up on. And they get the, the free college, you know, the uh, what is it? They get the whole scholarship offer. So they're really not losing on that end. They can still do the uh, school aspect of it if they want. And CAA's got to be sweating this one out because they already lost a couple prospects this year, like your RJ Hampton. You got Balt, who's also overseas. Now these dudes aren't going to have to make that decision whether to go overseas and leave their family. They could do it right from, you know, their own backyard, so to speak, and stay within the States, man. I think it's a good look for these players. And if I'm a, if I'm a high school athlete and I could do it, bro, I'm out. I'm going to go get me this check real quick. And then next year I'll see if I could go, you know, cr- the cream's going to rise to the top. He's, I think Jalen Green's going to play phenomenal in the G League, and it's not going to hurt his draft prospect at all. In fact, I think if he does really good, it's going to it's gonna help him tremendously because people could point to him and say, listen, his numbers were on par with someone, I don't know, the some ex-prospect that did go to college. The numbers are very similar, but look at the right. competition that he did it against. No, it's true, man. I think it's, um, it's going to be the new trend. It's going to be the new... You know, one and done. Instead of one and done, kids are gonna go here to the G League and and run their uh, run their shot there, take their shot. You know, it's gonna be a different venture. It's gonna take away from the college game. NCAA is gonna have to figure how to how to best assess and how to well, combat that. Here's the thing, though, right? So you got a team. I put it to you this way: you got Calipari, who's known forgetting one and done players that's his thing right mm-hmm. but then you look at a coach like jay wright out in villanova and he builds consistent powerhouses through these three-year and four-year players you know you think of a jay uh, a jalen brunson uh, a player a player like that 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 comes in stays there's a few years and then gets his opportunity into the to go into the league right. so i think there's coaches out there, Michigan State this year had a couple more one and duns, but you take a look at their starting point guard, Cassius Winston. He's going to get drafted uh, this year, and he was there, I think, if I'm not mistaken, all four years. So coaches are just going to have to modify what they're looking for. So if you're a person who has a team and you actually want to fall in love with that player and be able to fall, follow them for a couple of years, I think that that helps. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you're not going to get these games where you've got basically a glorified all-star lineup between Duke, Kentucky, and you've got, you know, top 15. They're, they're, they're putting on the court 10 of the top 15 NBA prospects all at once. You're not going to get that anymore. So it's going to be a different brand of basketball, but I think the, I think the game will adjust, and the fans that really support and like their specific teams, they're still going to ride with them. It's going to be interesting, man. Looking forward to it. Um, we got <clears throat> football stuff. Our bread and butter. What we got a lot of football stuff, right? A lot. We got, uh, this is our draft special, guys. So, Joey and I came up with our draft list. We'll get into that in a second. We'll give you the the up-to-date news of what's going on around the league. We had Christian McCaffrey get the bag. Four years, 
61, I believe it was. Well, if all goes well and he avoids injury, I think there's a fifth-year option that could push it to 75 mil. It's a lot of, it's a lot of bread. Like, we, we talked about it before that now all these running backs are thinking, you know, McCaffrey got this. I'm about to get paid. McCaffrey's an no. all-around dude. McCaffrey can – what did he have? 1,000, 1,000 last year? 1,000 from both. From 1,000 from both. Right. And let me explain something to you, right? That 1,000 from both wasn't with, you know, a, a top-flight quarterback. He did this with Kyle Allen as his mm-hmm. quarterback. People knew who was – People knew who was getting the ball. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they and knew he was touching that rock. Yeah. And he was killing people. It reminded me of what he was doing at Stanford, you know? Where you knew he Where was getting it, and he was still out. He was getting the ball. But you got to look at a couple things with Christian McCaffrey, right? They have a rookie quarterback, or they're going to have – they don't. I know they signed Teddy Bridgewater, but eventually if they look at him as a bridge quarterback, which I assume they do, um, and they get in a rookie there, they're not going to have to pay the quarterback position all that much money these these next couple of years, which right. kind of lessens the burden. Um, and then, like you said, he he does everything on the field. He's he's a wide receiver. You know, he's basically a, a slot wide receiver. He could yeah. play that full time and be one of the best in the league. Um, he runs through the tackles. He runs outside. And another thing that you got to understand is he doesn't miss time. He's never missed a practice. That's true. The dude's you know, a, this guy's he's on, an Iron Man. This guy's on the field 24-7. The only player that could even sniff the money he gets, and I'm just basing it off of the skill set and what he could provide to the team, is Alvin Kamara. That's but even then, yeah. but even then, we saw last year, and I'm not trying to take anything from away from him. He's a great player. But he was diff- it was a little different for him without Mark Ingram there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was an adjustment. Without, yeah. It was it was something that and, and now this year he might be more used to carrying that load and he comes out and has a thousand thousand season. Um, I'm not gonna say that he can't do that, but these these players are tripping if they think they're touching what he got. There's there's not another back in this league that does what he does the way he does it. Yeah, it's true, man. The the dude's a stud. I know, you know, my boy, he's a huge Panthers fan. And he was happy to see uh, CMC come back for another, you know, four or five years, hopefully. Yeah, man, that guy, that guy's a monster, bro. I love watching him play. Yeah. And he won me my fantasy league, so shout out to Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> so now, also, we had, you know, big breaking news from Jay Glazer. I was super disappointed at this. I thought it was going to be something legit. And, you know, the way he hyped it up for 36 hours almost – and he just gave us some news that uh, the first football player um, with COVID-19 who had recovered from it. I'm like, you're hyping it up like it's some giant move. I was texting you. We were talking about maybe was it Gronk coming out of retirement to go with Brady down in, uh, down in Tampa? Could it have been um, Greg Olson? reneging out of his contract with the Seahawks and saying he was going to ESPN or taking the second, you know, uh, Fox commentator job. What was it going to be? And that's what we got. An extreme letdown on that. It was... It was basically embarrassing. Yeah. Is what it was. It's, It's probably the worst... 
I almost want to call it clickbait, but you technically didn't have to click on it. You could just see him go on TV and do it. But it was just sad, bro. Like, out of all the things that you could have reported, like, we're using sports to get away from what's going on. 100%. And I really feel, I know he probably didn't mean it in this way, but this is just kind of how I took it. And he probably got the players okay, the teams okay. I think he had even McVay on talking about it. But I just feel like if I'm a player and I just had to deal with that, is that what I really want the whole breaking news to be centered around? Yeah. Like, I just had something that was probably pretty traumatic for the whole family to go through, and you want to use it as a as a, as a a news breaking. Bro, he's not the only player in the NFL that has, that has this virus. I he's mean, not. it's just... Sean Payton came out, and he's a coach, you know, so it was already in the NFL. It wasn't like, oh, this is the first... Like, a guy from the Raiders came out and said he had it uh, a few weeks back. Like, it's it was just really bad trying it was to weak. get eyes it was to that new show. It was weak. Like, yeah. honestly, I could care less. If he ever came out and said something like that again, I promise you I wouldn't even check my phone. Yeah. I was almost mad that I checked my phone. Yeah. Speaking of weak was um, the rumors coming out about the Odell Beckham trade to the Vikings which, you know, once sources started calling sources, it came out that it was 100% false and there was no traction to it at all from either side. So I, ha- so I have a theory about this one. Mm-hmm. So when they shot down, I forgot who it was, came out, shot it down, said, listen, I got good sources. It's not real. Right. Okay, so hear me out. When he said it wasn't real, he said that the Vikings never made a trade offer. Mm-hmm. And that the Browns didn't have him on the trade block, right? Well, we all know there is three parts to this story. And you know conveniently which part he didn't put in there? That he didn't hear from Odell Beckham that he didn't want to get out of there. So what I think this is, is Odell going to his people saying, yo, I'm I'm up out of this. Like, you need me to you need me to you need to figure this out. So they leak something like this. It gets out. It's probably one of the teams that he's interested in going to. So he shot a shot. You know what I'm saying? And if it if it slowly got steam, now you got the Vikings thinking, well, damn, we did just we did just trade for Stephon Diggs. I mean, we just traded Stephon Diggs. We do have a hole at wide receiver. So I think, man, I think this is OBJ shooting his shot. I think he definitely still wants to get out of there. And like I said, they shot it down from both sides. I don't mean that OBJ isn't trying to push that push that rhetoric like, yo, I'm available. Come get me. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I don't know if you saw the um, the video of him getting his jerseys yesterday. He looked hella disappointed in what the jerseys look like. And I'm like, okay, why would you put that up on social media and then try to act at the end like, oh, yeah, these are dope. I'm like, you're probably not going to be wearing those jerseys post-draft night. I think he's on, he's going to be on the move. One of the two nights or three nights of the draft. For me, man, listen, he is uber talented. I'm not going to sit here and lie like I wouldn't take him on my team. I take him, you know, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. <laughs> that, I'll be honest. That being said, bro, like, enough's enough, man. Like, you was in New York. You wasn't happy because you were losing. Okay, so you forced your hand. You went to the Browns. Oh, I'm hyped. I'm going to be with my college roommate. You know, Baker Mayfield's the real deal. Y'all flopped, whether it was the offensive line, Baker regressing, doesn't matter. You guys flopped as a team. Yeah. 
and now you're going to try and force your hand again. At what point do you think, if I'm a winning organization, do I want to bring that type of uh, environment into my locker room? Yeah. And all the baggage you come with. It's not like you're a player that you're coming from winning multiple championships and it's like, ah, well, you know what? You know, he is a winner at the end of the day. Teams don't win with him. And I'm not saying that's his fault. I understand at the wide receiver position, it's hard to be a transcendent talent when it comes to winning multiple Super Bowls and, and, and putting W's in the column. But I just don't know if it's the best look for him. If he wants... If he wants his way out, I think he really needs to find another way, have the talks behind closed doors, and try not to have it leaked out because this is just another Odell being Odell trying to force his way out. Is what it looks like. I, again, I don't know, obviously, if that's what I, it is. I think he's become a bit of a a team cancer, if that – it's a little it's a little harsh, but yeah, you know, th- that's the I, way it's starting to portray itself. I'm not ready to call him a team cancer because I see the way that his, his teammates interact with him both mm-hmm. on and off the field. And, like, there's genuine love there. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you could you could tell that they, they vibe with him and he, and he seems like somebody that's easy to get along with, you know, just a cool dude to be around. I think a lot of times he's uh, misunderstood because of just how transcendent he is as a person. Like, people gravitate to him just... Come on, I've never seen so many people have the same hairstyle as somebody in my life. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. usually that stuff dies down, bro. People still doing it. And he's the one that started it, you know what I'm saying? So, I just feel like he's not a team cancer man, but it, I just hope that when he retires, it's not one of those stories where you, you will remember him because we were there to kind of watch some of his great moments, but it's going to be like, dude, he never did anything, though. Yeah. Never went to the playoffs, never nothing. All that talent never met anything at the end of the day on the field. So I hope he gets his situation right because I would love to see him. I would love to see him in an environment where he can just flourish and, and, and ball out because I still think even now when you talk about top wide receivers in the league, his name is slowly starting to fade off that list. Yeah. You hear people talking about D Hops and Michael Thomas. It wasn't too long ago they was all trailing at, uh, OBJ. Yeah, it's true, man. Now, 2020 mock draft, the frenzy's first one that we've done. Um, do you want to pre, pre, you know, give a little overview of how you did your draft? Yeah. So, at least for me, man everyone is kind of like we are we've seen all the mock drafts right. we've seen what you know and these guys like your mel capers your todd mcshays they get paid buku bucks they got sources we don't have so obviously if we were to make a real mock draft it would look a lot like theirs because obviously they're the ones with all the intel right. so what i decided to do with my mock draft and yes there is still going to be some uh resemblance to what they did but i did i did it in a sense where if I was the GM for the team, which players I would take. So this isn't necessarily to say this is what I think is going to happen, but it's more or less that's what I would do, how I view these pay- players personally. And we did no trades because then it gets really dicey. Yeah. Um, so we just kept it as is. So again, there are some players uh, that I have going maybe higher in this draft because of the fit, but realistically, I put it as a trade back option. Okay. So that's that's yeah. kind of how I ran through mine. <clears throat> I did I did mine a little similar. Um, 
I had thoughts of trying to do with the trade stuff, but then it just got too tricky because... Yeah, it, it gets crazy, bro. It gets, it's honestly like... Like we've got, yeah. what, news came out yesterday and today that the Falcons want to move up and the, the Broncos want to move up. So this could all be for not, like it could just be, you know, just for shits and giggles. But um, let's jump into it, man. Let's give let's our, uh, you know, consensus first overall... I did Burroughs. I think he's he's definitely for sure. And let's um, let everybody know we're not going to get too deep into you know player evaluations and all that stuff. We'll save that for our live draft watch along, so you guys can check that out with us next Thursday at eight p.m. when the draft goes live. We'll be live on all platforms, so we'll just give you who we got going, and then we'll get more into each guy come Thursday. Yeah, so like you said, man, the first pick, obviously, it's going to be Joe Burrow. I mean, if it wasn't for the injury concerns with Tua, I would have probably put Tua there. I know Burrow has all the connections, and that's basically, I mean, you could write it in ink from what they're reporting anyway. But again, it would be just my personal preference. Uh, But with, with what Burrow did last year in college, I mean, he had the best college year I've ever seen out of the quarterback position. So keep it moving. He's going to Cincinnati. Yeah, I think the next two will probably be similar as well. Chase nope. Young. You don't got Young going too? Oh, man. No, 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 I... no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I, you know, my team's in the NFC East. I would love for them to pass on Young. <laughs> I think, Ch- I, all right, so I have Chase Young going too, right? Okay. In my opinion, and I don't know if it's a hot take or not, I'd rather have Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Now, I think 10 years from now, when we look back, we're going to say Isaiah Simmons was the best defensive player, probably the best player in the in draft. draft. Right. And we'll get into more when he gets selected Thursday on why I feel that way. But mm-hmm. for argument's sake, based on just what the Redskins need, I did have them taking Chase Young. Um, but, yeah, keep going. I got maybe got some curveballs here and there. <laughs> I got I got Young at two going to Washington, and I got Jeff Okuda three going to Detroit, which I was a little See, torn about because I thought maybe the defensive tackle from Auburn. I was a little back and forth between that. This is where I feel like I get it. They lost Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. He's an Eagle now. Just saying, uh, <laughs> and they and they do need they do need cornerback without a doubt. But if I'm Matt Patricia and I'm a Bill Belichick disciple, and I know how to run that defense, and you've seen Bill Belichick kind of find these chess pieces and use them to the best of their ability, man, I, I'm taking Isaiah Simmons. Ooh, okay. I, if, if I'm the Patriots, and I, to be, I mean Patriots, whoops, because I was just talking about Bill Belichick, but if I'm the Lions, I don't know what their linebacker situation is looking like right now because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but... Isaiah Simmons is just not – he's just not a linebacker. He's a safety. He's played nickel corner for them. You know, they, you can ha- use him in pass rush situations. I just feel like he's super dynamic. So that's where my first curveball of the day is going to go. I got Isaiah Simmons going to the lines. Okay. Well, my first curveball is next. I got Tristan Riff, the offensive tackle, going to the Giants. Yeah, see, here I got Jeff Okuda going to the Giants. I think that they definitely need help at cornerback, obviously, with who they put out there last year. And, you know, this just meets 
this is just a perfect fit for the, for what the Giants are looking for. Um, as far as from the quarter cornerback position, I know they definitely need some offensive line help, but I just think Akuda would be too good for them to pass up. All right. Now, uh, let me give a disclaimer on this one. I got this guy going ahead of Tua because, you know, everybody's freaking out with injury prone, all that BS about Come Tua. on, tell me about Herbert. Go ahead, get it over with. Yeah, I got Herbert going five to to Miami. Hell no. Chris. I think I think two was gonna take a fall in the draft listen, because of all this stuff. Great. Listen, that's, that's awesome. I get it. And that's what you've been hearing, that's what you've been reading. So I respect it. But if I'm the Dolphins, bro, I haven't been relevant since God knows when. Damn right. I'm not exactly. I'm not looking for the safe pick. I'm looking for the grand slam. Grand slam. Mm-hmm. You know? Actually, this is pretty funny to me because could you imagine, just think about this, they passed on Drew Brees. Drew Brees wanted to go to Miami, and they passed on him for injury concerns over his shoulders. New flash Miami. How did that work out for y'all? <laughs> I'm just curious. Has Drew Brees done anything for New Orleans? They basically got a statue waiting for him. Yeah. Won them a Super Bowl. He's still going strong. They haven't got their quarterback situated since then. Could have so gone to the, two more Super Bowls had it not been for the refs and bad We're not going to get into the refs because one of those players is now currently on the Eagles. So, Robbie <laughs> Coleman, clean hit, brother. I didn't see anything <laughs> wrong there. So, I digress. Listen, man, again, if I'm Miami, you have to go with the home run here. If you look at the injuries that Tua's sustained, they're all injuries where he just needs to learn how to protect himself more. That right. hip injury never should have happened. Throw mm-hmm. the ball away. Those two ankle surgeries. Why, why the hell was he in that game anyways? He shouldn't. Even, he shouldn't even have been in there to get hurt anyways. So that's that's a, that's a Saban issue. Yeah. Again, I'm just saying, if I'm Miami, I get it. Herbert's the safer pick. I'm going for that grand slam because if I could keep Tua healthy, you know, the, it. Everyone is in agreement. If he can stay healthy, there's no reason why he can't be the best quarterback coming out of this draft. And if I'm Miami, I get that and don't have to trade up for it. Sign me up all day. Um, I got you got you got Tua going five then, right? Yeah, I got Tua going to the Dolphins. Okay, I got six. I got Isaiah Simmons going there to the Chargers. Bro, that defense is filthy already, bananas. and if they got him. You match him up with Derwin James, ooh we and the Bosa Ingram. Bosa Ingram, they got Chris Harris now too. Um, so here is where I, so I was kind of in line with you, especially if Isaiah Simmons is there. Um, mm. But my whole thought process behind this, when I was looking at it, was you know they might not be in this position at least this high to select a quote unquote blue chip quarterback for a long time. You know, most of the times you can't get uh, what would pre- what many could look at as a franchise quarterback at the spot they're in currently. They just happen to be in a nice spot in a year where there's multiple quarterbacks who are looked at as franchise leaders. So I just think the combination combination of all of that and no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor, I actually really like him as a quarterback. Um, but I just think that they go Justin Herbert there and they try and see if they can get all of his intangibles, he's got the strong arm. He's a big dude. He just doesn't have that it factor. Right. By that I mean he, you know, he looks like more of a quiet kid. Doesn't look like 
I don't want to put it on him like he's not a leader of men because I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. But um, there are some questions about his, his, his character, I guess you could say, and right. just from an on-field perspective. So now seven, I've got Derek Brown, defensive tackle, going to Carolina. Yeah, man, that one, that one was easy. Carolina, for a while now, has been known for their defense. Uh, so I just think they go with Derek Brown, best defensive tackle in the draft by far. So um, Next one up, I've got Jedrick Willis going to Arizona, offensive tackle. Yeah, so I got Tristan Wirfs here. I'm going off O-line, too. Okay. Um, now, I did read about their, that they're looking at the possibility of going wide receiver. And if you look at it from the outside looking in, it might not be a bad idea because Larry Fitzgerald's getting up there. I know obviously they just got D-Hop, but once D-Hop gets his payday, if they can team him up with another transcendent wide receiver that they don't have to give a boatload of money to anytime soon, might be put them in a good salary cap position. But like we've talked about before, man, it don't matter who you got on the outside. If you cannot block for your quarterback, it's a wrap. And you know, and Kyler Murray, as good as his rookie season was, he showed a lot of promise. He's not a big dude. You do not want to take him make take you do not want to have him taking more hits than he needs to. So hopefully they protect his ass and go get him one of these offensive linemen, which I know the wide receiver is a sexy position, but let me tell you something, this wide receiver class is serious. Yeah. And these O linemen, these top five or six dudes. Monster. Yeah, the O line class. Monster. I'm sorry, did I say wide receiver yeah, class? Sorry. I meant O line class. I got you. Yeah, the wide receiver class is crazy, and I get that, but this O line class too is going to be something else. So nine, I've got uh, Javon Kinlaw. Wow, you bitch! <laughs> Defensive tackle. They got to replace uh, Calais Campbell, who went to yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, so exactly. That was my. Yep, lockstep with you there. All right, and then number ten. Uh, Mackay Benton, Becton, offensive tackle going to Cleveland at 10. All right, before we move on, that stupid-ass article I sent you earlier about the scout saying he likes to cook and eat more than football. Horrible. My guy, he is an offensive lineman. Who doesn't like to eat? Who, who offense, what offensive lineman doesn't like to eat? Bro, he's how heavy? What is he, like 365, 37? He's a big boy. Yeah. Hell, how you think he got there by not eating? That is stupid as hell. Um... Uh, but I have here. I have Jed- Jedrick Willis going to the Browns. You saw it last year. They got weapons galore, but they can't protect Baker Mayfield, so they got to give him some time back there. So that's why I got for the Browns. And then next up, the Jets. Jets. I got Jets taking C.D. Lamb right here. Yeah, you've been looking at my spreadsheet. <laughs> nah, I, I made this list. I got my list right here. Oh no! Don't show your penmanship. Actually, that ain't bad for you. It's not bad. It's not bad. Who wrote Pretty that? Good. I took my time. You had, I took my you time. had Noah write that for you? I've been I've been working on it, you know, now that quarantine's been going on. Been trying to work on my penmanship. Got a lot of time on my hands, so. But, yeah, I got C.D. Lamb going to the Jets. Yeah, I got C.D. Lamb going to the Jets as well. Best wide receiver in the draft in my book. I know I had read something about them looking in the rugs, but I think if Lamb is there, they go sprinting for him. All right, next up, I got Jerry Judy. He's a beast. He's going to fit real good in that system. I know the Raiders like speed, but just from a route running, just from pure route running ability, man, he's going to be he's gonna be a monster. All righty. And then next up, I got Henry Ruggs III going to San Francisco. Yeah, I could see I could see them going wide receiver. Um, Ruggs is definitely, he's definitely a beast. I just hear... 
with the way they're able to run the ball, mm-hmm. I had them taking Andrew Thomas, the tackle, because they could they could use a tackle. And I just think for Shanahan's system to excel, he needs to make sure he can pound that rock. You saw it. That's how they made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't rely too much on Jimmy Garoppolo's arm in those playoff games. So I think if that's how you feel about Jimmy, and that's how you obviously that's how how they feel about Jimmy. I think that they're going to try and fortify that offensive line and make sure that they give them that extra time with the draft being so deep and them having two first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they do. They pick 31st. Um, They still have their own first. I think this puts them in a position to get a blue-chip tackle prospect and still get to circle around and get a real high value at the wide receiver position at the bottom of the first. Okay. And um, speaking of Thomas, I have him going next to Tampa Bay. They got to protect Tommy. So, or Tom so, Bay. Yeah, I got Makai Becton going there, another offensive lineman. The thing that interests me, I know I said that I feel like this offensive line class is going to produce some studs. I just don't know if you want a rookie at that position when you got, you know, Brady ain't getting any younger, and he's definitely not trying to take no extra hicks. So yeah. I'm curious to see if they take a rookie but then sign someone or even still looking at trading for maybe a Trent Williams, mm-hmm. someone a little bit more established and not putting all their eggs in a in one basket when it comes to a rookie. Could, so. could they trade here for with um, the Redskins and try to get Trent Williams? That's get what I'm saying. I, I don't know. I don't know if that that's a pick. I think that's too high for Trent Williams. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, he hasn't played in two years. I know he's a great player. I just I, I don't like when pe- when players don't play for a certain for a certain length of time, especially a physical game like football. It's hard for me to just give away a first round pick like that. Right. All right. So next up, I got C.J. Henderson, um, cornerback going to Denver. Yeah, here I got Denver getting lucky, man. They need a wide receiver opposite Sutton, and I'm gonna allow them, I guess, even though I want them in Philly. I'm gonna allow <laughs> Rugs to go to Denver. Uh, we just read a report that. Denver's trying, trying to move, to move up, up. Yeah. Uh, actually with Cleveland in that 10 spot. And you would have to think if they get to 10, I mean, that's pretty high up there. They might even have a, a crack at their pick of the litter or at the very least one of the two between uh, CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. Or they could just throw a curveball. Some GMs, man, they love speed. And there's been a couple rumblings that some people are higher on Henry Ruggs as far as what he brings to the table, because you can't teach that type of speed. Sure. If if maybe they, they that's like the first big shock of the draft is uh, Henry Rugg leapfrogs over C.D. Lamb and uh, Jerry Judy to become the wide receiver one taken. That would be crazy. Now I've got Atlanta here, uh, A.J. Troll. A.J. Terrell, bro, the cornerback. Ah, he's a beast. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah. yeah, I got them taking corner two. Uh, I know you had C.J. Henderson going a little earlier. I just think this is a perfect fit for the Atlanta Falcons. They need someone to to replace what True Front had brought to the table. Uh, they they like their. If you look at the players that they draft, they definitely have a type of uh, like a mold that they see them in. Whether it's Deion Jones, whether it's Keanu Neal, whether it's Vic Beasley, these are all fast players at their position. And if you look at just straight from a from a testing standpoint, C.J. Henderson is the most athletic cornerback in this draft. The dude's right. fast twitched up to the to the T. He ran. I, I forgot what his time was, but it was like 
It was ridiculous. It was like 4-3, 4-4, something. Stupid, stupid speed. So I could see C.J. Henderson going there. All right. Now I've got Kalevion Chasen going to Dallas defensive end from LSU. Bro, so you mean to tell me you're not looking forward to uh, Randy Gregory coming back and holding down that spot? No, uh, not Randy Gregory. Wasn't it uh, Alden Smith? No, Alden, he... Alden Smith, too, but Gregory's Smith, yeah. waiting, waiting to come oh, off that's that right. list, he's, too. He's waiting to get reinstated, too. Yeah, Yeah. so I got, with the Cowboys trying to get a safety so bad last year, and they did just lose a Byron Jones, um, there's no corner on the on the board, but outside of maybe a Christian Fulton that I could see them uh, maybe taking that high. But I just think they go out there and they finally get a safety, man. They've been clamoring for one for what seems like forever. So Xavier McKinney from Alabama, okay. I could see them slipping him, him in there. A little later, but all right. Now, next up, we got Miami. I got them taking Austin Jackson, offensive tackle. Yeah, I got them taking Josh Jones, so I got them taking a lineman as well. They got to <clears throat> – I don't, I don't, can't see them going quarterback that early. Um, maybe they maybe they fall in, some, in love with someone like like Jordan Love. They just shored up that, that back in secondary is looking nice for them, but I think mm-hmm. they go offensive line here. All right. Now, I had him drop this far. I think a team will probably leapfrog and because of all the injuries and all that stuff trade up to get him, but – uh, Tua. I got Tua going to Vegas here. It may, it would make for good story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I got Chase on from LSU going here. They need themselves a nice little D lineman at this point. And they have CJ. what, like two or three first round picks? The Raiders? The Raiders? I nah, think I they got just one. I know they, they had traded. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't think they got multiple. All right. So next one, I've got Patrick Queen, linebacker going to Jacksonville. I'm a big Patrick Queen fan. I think he's like perfect for what the NFL is now as far as being able to cover from sideline to sideline. But it says their biggest need is cornerback. So I gave him Christian Fulton, um, cornerback at LSU. If you're a cornerback and you play at LSU, usually good. It's usually a good sign. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I just think he fits with what their system is, so I got um, him going to the Jags. All right. Now your Eagles are up. I got them taking T. Higgins right here. See, here's my problem with T. Higgins. <laughs> How did I know this was going to come? Yeah, you knew it was going to come. First of all, if it's between T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson, I'm going Jefferson. I just okay. think the production that Justin Jefferson had last year. See, this is what cracks me up about Eagles fans in general because I've seen it on like Instagram and other social media platforms all of them are bitching that he's not fast enough that he's not bro we have nobody you you know what I'm saying like yes Deshaun Jackson when healthy Alshon Jeffries when he doesn't hate the quarterback but who do we who do we have at the wide receiver position that we can feel that entitled to be like nah bro uh, you might be Keenan Allen and you might be Keenan Allen or Devontae Adams in the slot, but I'm good, bro. I just want a speed wide receiver over here. Like, we need, we don't have, people are complaining that he might only get his production in the slot. We don't have a slot wide receiver. Right. Yes, Ertz is good over the middle. Uh, Greg Ward played well last year. 
but you need to get Wentz some help. And if Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson is there and the other wide receivers aren't, you go get that man. Go look at the numbers he put up last year. So who do you got here? You got uh, you got Jefferson. Oh yeah, Justin Jefferson. He coming. He coming in green. That's <laughs> if we don't trade up. Because you saw what I sent you yesterday. I did. I saw that. Now uh, twenty two. I got Minnesota taking Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from uh, Arizona State. Yeah, um, we'll get into a couple fun facts when he gets drafted in the first round. Because uh, I assume he is too. So I really like him. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. But uh, I got them going cornerback, uh, Jeff Gladney from TCU. Okay. I know he's a little bit under the radar. A lot of people that follow the draft obviously know who he is. Uh, he's a really athletic corner. They they need it in the worst way. I mean, if you look at – Trey Waynes is gone. Um, Xavier Rose, isn't he gone too, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Or he was, he was on the talks of getting out of there, something like that. Yeah. So they, they really need to shore up that back end. And this is just another team that I feel like with the wide receiver group being so deep, they try and get some reinforcements at the cornerback position and then somewhere in the later rounds or, you know, second or third, go and get themselves a wide receiver. Okay, next up I've got Jordan Love going to New England. Jordan Love. All right, so I see that going around a lot and I get it because they need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you believe what you've been hearing, Jeff Stidham seems to be a guy that Bill Belichick is high on. Yeah. And it's not like he hasn't taken a guy that was drafted in the sixth round. I know Stidham wasn't, but bear with me. <laughs> that was in later in the draft and turned him into quite the QB prospect. Yeah. So my point being, it's going to be a Belichick move. He's going to go, and I think linebacker's a big need for them. If they could find a way to get Kenneth Murray mm-hmm. out of Oklahoma – you know, another chess piece for Bill Belichick to use uh, at that linebacker position, great in coverage, sideline to sideline, tackle machine, the whole nine. Um, I could see them, again, taking the value pick there mm-hmm. with Murray. And then if they really want a quarterback, finding finding a project quarterback later on in the round, later on in the rounds that they can have come in and compete with Stidham. I just think that for Jordan Love, I think... Bill Belichick doesn't draft the highest drafted quarterback he ever had was Jimmy G, and that was in the second. Sure, so the second. it's very unlike him to go and and take a quarterback that so early. You saying Jalen Hurts maybe? I'm saying Jalen Hurts would look two? good in the Patriots uniform. That's exactly what I'm saying. See, that's the type of move I think Bill Belichick being best friends, or I don't even know if he has a best friend. Let me not put that on him. But being close friends with Nick Saban. I think that's a that's sense. a player that, you know, if you're telling me they get a stud like Murray and then circle back and get in the second round someone like Jalen Hurts, I'm not mad at that, man. Yeah, man. All right, next up I've got, you know, Kenneth Murray. I got him going to New Orleans. Yeah, so with Kenneth Murray gone, I got Patrick Queen going to New Orleans. Either way, they need a, they, they had their secondaries loaded right now. Mm-hmm. So they need some linebackers kind of help out Cam Jordan and the boys up front. All right, next up to Minnesota, I've got Matos, the defensive end from Penn State. Yeah, I got the same thing. Vikings with their second pick, go and get Matos. Fell fell a little bit in the draft, but they need an edge rusher. So I could see him going there. All right, 26, I got Miami taking DeAndre Swift, getting their first stud running back since, really, Ricky Williams. Listen, Jay Jahi had two 400-yard games, bro. No, I'm just (laughs) playing. First of all, first of all, don't don't listen. 
if I'm if I'm the uh, if I'm the Dolphins, they just solidified the cornerback position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know O line is a position, but with the run on O line, that doesn't seem like that's going to be available to him. So why not go get you Grant Delpit at LSU? And now you got him playing at the safety position. You've got uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Mm-hmm. Xavier Howard, yeah, on the other side, um, kind of making that secondary pretty loaded. That would, that would be quite the secondary there. Now, uh, I got Xavier McKinney going to Seattle. Um, they need somebody to replace Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, so that's who I got going here. Yeah, I got them. I got them going Trayvon Diggs. I just feel when I watch him play, man, he is a Seattle cornerback, long, rangy, mm-hmm. just a ball hawk. He reminds me of... Uh, of just another chip off the block when it comes to Seattle, man. They get those. They're they're the first team, at least that I can remember, that that made it a thing to make sure their corners were like six two, six three, just long as right. hell, yeah. can match up with big wide receivers. So I would like to see Trayvon Diggs in that type of system. I think it would really suit him. All right, uh, I've got Zach Vaughn going here to Baltimore at twenty eight. Yeah, I think Baltimore's in an interesting position because they, they're they they're another one of those teams, man, where they've got such good talent all over the place mm-hmm. that they can kind of go in, in any direction they really feel like it. Uh, yeah. Here I think they go A.J. Epineza. Okay. Um, That's funny. I got him going the very next pick to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, they need a – well, here's the thing, right? That's Tennessee, if they don't get clowny because – Obviously, yeah. clownies. Well, we're not going to worry about the free agents so much, um, at least for this particular part. But I got them going linemen too. Uh, Russ Blacklock from TCU. Okay. I know they just got rid of Casey Hayward. Right. I know that's going to open up uh, some snaps for Simmons from Mississippi State last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um so I know they're looking to get him some snaps, but I could see them going after another uh, defensive lineman to kind of fortify that front. All right. And here I got Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, going to Green Bay. So here's Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson are a lot alike. I'm not saying he's as good as Devontae Adams. I'm just mm-hmm. saying what they were known for coming out of college. So that's why right here I think if they're able to add someone like Brandon Ayuk, and you have him mm. running opposite Devontae Adams, a little bit more of a burner, uh, right. more of a, a rack ride receiver. Um, I would love to see them get their hands on someone like Ayuk to open up the field a little more. All right. 31, I've got Cesar Ruiz, center, going to San Francisco. Yeah, here I got I got them finally replacing uh, Manuel Sanders with Denzel Mims. Okay. I think they're able to get – I like what Debo brings to the field. He's he's not the biggest wide receiver, but stocky as a mofo, and he runs over people. I think if they are able to get a wide receiver opposite of him, a little bit bigger, um, fast as hell, though. Mims' numbers at the combine were ridiculous. I just think that Denzel Mims in that system might be a good look, a little bit bigger wide receiver. I could even see them going like a T. Higgins route there, okay. but I, ultimately I just gave him Mims because I think Mims has the higher ceiling. All right, and 32, I got J.K. Dobbins, running back, 
going to Kansas City. I got them taking AJ Terrell. I just think that they need they need a cor- they need a corner. They just go and they take the best corner available on the board. Um, someone that I think fits their system and Chiefs just keep getting better. I'm, they returned, yeah. I think, what is it, 31 of yeah. the 32 starters, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's something right? crazy. It's a crazy number. Just, yeah. Yeah. So at that point, you got a team like that, fresh off a of Super Bowl, they can kind of go in any which direction they they choose. If one of those linebackers fall, I wouldn't be surprised there too. I could if see them going linebacker. Mer- um, so Murray yeah, man. Or, yeah, that's our draft. That's our our mock for this year. Um, stay tuned, tune in YouTube live, uh, Instagram live on the sports frenzy account on the, uh, was it news inside the link? Oh, legend of the link, bro. Why you gotta, why you gotta do that? Legend legend of the link. My bad. My bad. Um, stay tuned. We'll be live on all platforms. So jump in, tune in with us, kick it sit back, have a beer, have some pizza, be quarantined with us, and watch the draft. www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com for all episodes and all our stuff. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.